know you. You're from Saturday Night Live. You're Joe Pitton. I'm Danny Berman. This chump was going to show you some previews for a new gangster movie called Johnny Dangerously. Check this out. Does this jerk look like a real gangster to you? He looks like Michael Keaton to me. I love Johnny T-shirts. I love Johnny. Believe it or not, everybody loves this guy. Broads love him. I'm not wearing a bra, Johnny. That makes two of us. Oh. You gotta watch your left, Ma. His mother loves him. I love him, but someday I'm gonna knock him on his We should spend some time together. The DA loves him. See, two weeks in Puerto Rico. You got fire. Bird. The new torch singer loves him. You got those. I like those animals. Little babies love him. Oh, wait. The warden loves him. Johnny, it's an honor to have you on Guff Road. Ah, don't be silly. The pleasure's all mine. <laughs> Even the Pope loves him. Go yourself a new gym at the Vatican, huh? Well, this is one guy who ain't got no love for this phony. You shouldn't hang me on a hook. My father hung me on a hook once. Once. Well, Johnny's busted my chops for the last time. Gee, he looked like a terrific guy to me. Oops. Michael Keaton, Joe Piscopo, Danny DeVito, Dom DeLuise, Peter Boyle, Griffin Dunn, Richard Dimitri, Ray Walston. See Johnny Dangerously at a selected theater near you. I knew somebody who went to a selected theater once. Once. Title song by Weird Al Yankovic. Hello, welcome to Movie Humpers. I'm Bob Sham. I'm Angela. The sounds you hear are dogs. It's kind of the thing I'm trying. Yeah. I mean, I'm not trying it, I'm doing it. Yeah. But uh, it, it makes sense. It's I a like good it. disclaimer. It's funny, though, because I just noticed there's actually no dogs in here right now. <laughs> there might be, though. Any second. <laughs> so, just under the wire, where we did get in four of our awkward laughter farcical spoofy movies and the previous three we discussed we were we were more familiar with those yeah and uh you know like loaded weapon one was kind of to me what hot shots was to you yeah and we both remembered the naked gun but this one it was kind of recommended on a, a streaming site like because we've been watching these kind of movies and they're like, what about this one or this one? And we still, we did not get to any Mel Brooks. No. We didn't get to Airplane. I know. I've never seen that. I, I mean, I I don't know. We didn't get to Kentucky Fried Movie. That's such a good one. We uh, There's, I mean, if you're, if you're only going to get to four of a whole subgenre yeah. of spoofy farcical comedy. I think I must have seen this one at some point. But it was really nice to watch one that I didn't remember. Ne never saw it. Never yeah. saw it. But I did now. I have now seen it. And it is? Johnny Dangerously. It's directed by Amy Heckerling. Yeah. And we played it for a second. And when it said directed by Amy Heckerling, <laughs> and it opens with a um, a Weird Al song. Yeah. We we like it. We've we've name dropped her before. I don't expect everyone to listen to every single episode. Sure. I don't think that's even... Unless you're really into us, like random people would just randomly pick an episode. Yeah. But we have mentioned Amy Heckerling before. We like Amy Heckerling. She made this movie after she made uh, Fast Times at Ridgemont High. And before 
National Lampoon's European Vacation. Mm. Not one of the better regarded uh, vacation movies. She also made the first two Look, Look Who's Talking movies and Vance, <laughs> which you have mentioned. But Clueless is her kind of her shining jewel. Yeah. With Fast Times at Ridgemont High being up there as well. I didn't know that she did the Look Who's Talking movies. Those were big at my house, too. Those were huge. Those There's some movies that were just like massive mm-hmm. to us in our time being kids. And that I've never fucking seen them. Oh, no. As soon as a fucking pubic hair sprouted, <laughs> there was no more watching Look Who's Talking for oh, whatever man. reason. I and, told- oh. and it's also just shit that was grinding out on basic cable as yeah. we were getting older as well. And a lot of these movies did. And maybe Johnny Dangerously was one, but we didn't catch it. I mean, my brother walked in at one point and said that he thought he remembered watching it. So I'm sure it was like on, but I don't know. Well, I think, unless you outright remember it, every 80s and 90s movie is going to be vaguely familiar. <laughs> yeah. And Michael Keaton was in half of them. Yeah. So. Well, Michael Keaton, yeah, Mike- Michael Keaton, his 80s, boy, Michael Keaton's 80s run was pretty, that's a damn good hard. run. Yeah. He started out, he was a comedian. Yeah. So it kind of makes sense why he's in this. This movie is in 1984. And Mr. Mom. Was Mr. around Mom. the same time, I believe. And then you get to 89 and he's fucking Batman. Like, this dude, like, took it. Yeah. The, he kind of... The 80s was a good decade for him. Yeah. No doubt. And this is more to his comedy roots because this is a gangster spoof. And um, Johnny Dangerously, he's Johnny Kelly. Uh, his father died in the electric chair. Killer Kelly or something. Killer Kelly. So his mother raised... Uh, him and his brother Tommy, and we meet Johnny. He's running a pet store, and he's talking about his past as a gangster. But you can never get out of the gangster business, truly, right? How is he not dead? How is he not dead? This you is gotta a, listen this to is, the story. I mean, this movie is ridiculous as it always is. But we go back, and he Johnny Kelly ends up getting into the gangster business because. His mother, even though she does not want him to be involved in crime, she needs, like, surgeries and stuff. Yeah. This takes place in, like, from uh, flashbacks to, like, 1910. Like 1910, I think, is the earliest. When yeah. Italian immigrants are flooding uh, New York. And then up to, like, the 30s and 40s, basically. And But he goes into crime and starts to work for Peter Boyle's mobster character yeah. to pay for his mother's stuff and so he's got all this money for all these years but he doesn't know his mother or his he, he or his brother don't know that they commit crimes yeah there's a really funny bit where they're talking about her first surgery and it's her birthday yeah and he says how does it feel to be 29 mom and for like a split second i was like oh this is that kind of joke where you joke that your mom's always 21 no no uh-uh. no no she was like a 60 year old woman playing a 29 year old woman <laughs> in the early yeah, 20th yeah. century it was hilarious yeah yeah she was great too that woman's great the style of humor in this is much more like you know a lot of what we were talking about is you know mel brooks inspired all of this yes but the naked gun kind of like changed that game so a lot that we got out of that was very much that peter pro the zucker style mm. um and this one i feel like is closer to it's not like assault you over the head like hot shots or loaded no, weapon yeah. but it's much more in terms of 
the Mel Brooks style where there's a bunch of spoofy farcical shit, but there is like an outline of a story. Whereas in the naked gun and all the other ones we've discussed, it's the plots just there to get from point A to point B. Yeah. This had like a fleshed out full story arc with the girl, with Mm -hmm. the business, with the family. And it was interesting too, because there were moments where I sort of forgot we were watching such a farcical movie until something ridiculous would happen. And I was like, oh, right. Sure. This is that kind of movie. Like a parent taking a phone call yeah. and shit like that. <laughs> that was, I mean, parents <laughs> are smart. So we also had uh, Joe Piscopo as the uh, main antagonist or who would end up be. This is, you know, this is what early, early to mid 80s, around 88. You, this is when you saw Joe Piscopo and shit. You just didn't really see him. And stuff past like 88, 89, mm. but uh, a, a comedy in the early to mid 80s, yeah, Joe Piscopo is going to show up in it somewhere on one season of, of SNL. The season after the initial where Lorne left mm. and Joe Piscopo was in there and then he was gone. Uh, what's his dude who was in Johnny Be Good, Brat Pack? He was in that cast too. Oh, for the Anthony one Michael year. Hall. Yeah. And, uh, I think Julia Louis-Dreyfus might have been in that cast, too. There's that weird one year where Lorne Michaels was yeah, gone. Yeah, 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 yeah. Hmm. Huh. But Joe Piscopo was weird. Was in that cast. Okay. I used to know a lot more about SNL. Like, I can barely sit through it nowadays. What I loved also, and I don't know how old Mary Lou Henner was at this time, but she was age-appropriate. Yeah. She looked good. She looked good. I mean, Mary Lou Henner is gorgeous she's and wonderful jo- he's johnny dangerously's mob wife and he's mob johnny wife, yeah. he's a johnny dangerously when he's working with the mob but he's johnny kelly and for some reason no one has taken pictures and and has managed to differentiate that there's a johnny kelly and a johnny dangerously it's because there is actually a scene where he's back in his old neighborhood and one of the kids is like it's johnny dangerously and he's like everybody what did I tell you? And they all in unison repeat back this whole speech about how when he's in the neighborhood, he's Johnny Kelly and there's no Johnny dangerously. And yeah, we don't yeah. tell anybody about Johnny <laughs> Kelly, but everyone knows everyone the secret, knows, but they don't accept his they mother and brother, but it's because he comes and home his and he like gives people money and like yeah, showers yeah, them yeah. with presents. And then he's like, don't tell my mama. Yeah. Yeah. And then we find out that his younger brother is in law school. And wants to get married. It wants to be a DA. He ends up wanting to be a DA. Yeah, he ends up wanting to be a DA. But yeah, there's a funny, weird bit about the brothers just trying to get married to have sex. Yeah. And Johnny's basically like, I mean, you could just have sex with whoever. But then instead shows him this really bizarre medical video about men with gigantic balls and i feel like there's a theme this week in our movies that i did not expect to submerge emerge submerge submerge you don't want to be submerged Mm. in those balls yes the ball the ball video there was some like they're definitely (laughs) understand i mean this movie uh was overall like i laughed yeah i thought it was pretty good but it was definitely like not hitting everything pretty good. It was it was fun to see Michael Keaton yes. in this position, but but us also like what movies is this spoofing? The Godfather, Godfather Part Two, the early early Scorsese movies, shit like that, right? Gosh, because one of the movies I was thinking of, I don't the think old it was gangster made yet. movies. Yeah, I mean the movies, even the movies Jimmy later, Cagney. 
you can draw, you know, comparisons to because they were all based on that earlier, the earlier stuff. I found myself a couple times thinking about A Tree Grows in Brooklyn, which I've tried mm. to get you to watch. I don't know why I just had an accent when I said A Tree Grows in Brooklyn. Um, hey. But, <laughs> hey, I need you to watch that film. But even there were moments in there that I thought reminded me of that, and that movie didn't come out until, like, over a decade later, you sure, know? Sure, but it was a book. But it was... It was a book. It wasn't an old black and white. They didn't make that back in the day. I bet they did. If it was, I'm unaware. I bet they did. But anyway, there, yeah, it's just the classic, all mm. the classic gangster yeah, yeah. tropes, right? But the one thing that was divergent for me for most gangster films was the amount of eyeliner. Neurodivergent? I'm neurodivergent. That's why I can't have Pepsi in my refrigerator. This the can colors. They fuck me up. I'm neurodivergent. Well, I was trying to talk about the woke, movie. Woker than you are. Okay. You got me tripping on neuro. I well, you didn't do it. I did it. I'm I sorry. didn't say it. I said eyeliner. Sorry, I just started thinking of like I just hear that word a lot lately, but you didn't say that. I word. said divergent. Yeah, and then I said neurodivergent. Mm -hmm. Sorry, sorry. I just wanted tried to go on a rant, but it didn't work. It didn't work out. Well, I was trying to have a rant about the eyeliner on the gentlemen in this film. All the guys have they eyeliner. They all had it on, even fucking, what's his name from Taxi? Danny DeVito. Danny DeVito even had the, the, the eyeliner uh, on. The, he looked like a baby, but was still bald somehow. The corrupt DA who was really horny for uh, Johnny Dangerously. He was. Yeah, that was his bit. He wanted That was to... cute. He wanted to like go on a vacation with him. So um, so eventually Joe Biscopo realizes there's something up between Johnny Kelly and Johnny Dangerously. Mm -hmm. And his kid brother also realizes it, too. Like it, I forget how it comes out. Well, it's because dude walks past okay the brother and his wife have to fuck immediately when they get right. married because they never had the sex closet, in the janitor's the closet and the way that piscopo found out what was happening is he followed johnny dangerously to the courthouse saw the wedding realized they were brothers and then is walking past this janitor's office where the man and woman are trying to fuck for the first time ever and he says real loud johnny dangerously is jimmy kelly's brother yeah like real loud and, and it, so, and it's like Danny Vermin is the name of Joe yeah. Pitchfo. Danny, <laughs> Danny Vermin. Vermin, and they've been they've been fighting since they were babies. You're right. There was an old flashback scene where they were fighting each other, but um, so basically he uh, pays a, a very foul mouthed Irish cleaning woman, and this lady, I'm, she was very funny to me because this lady will say every racial and ethnic slur in yeah. like thirty seconds. And just, and it's so like appropriate that it's a little Irish lady that's doing it as well. Like there is something that's like she's saying something completely crass and offensive, but like it kind of weirdly makes sense. Yeah. In a stereotypical way to hear this little Irish lady literally just say everyone. every derogatory word you can think of. And but they kind of pay her off to help frame for the murder of who what was the who was the Peter Boyle ends up dying. He gets bombed, but but what, I forget what the he was what murder he was framed for. But he ends up taking it. He's got like a lucky gum oh. cigarette case that catches a bullet. He went to turn himself in. That's Johnny right. Johnny went to turn himself in because he promised his brother, "I'll go straight." Like once mm. his brother found out, he was like, "I don't want to rip up the family." So like, I'll go straight. They had like a fight where it was like, "If you win, I'll go straight. If you if I win, you'll quit being a DA." And then he just took a fall. So he goes in to turn into 
I don't know who that guy was, but that's who got shot. Mm -hmm. And then he was framed in the one moment he was trying to go straight. He gets framed for murder. Yeah, by the way. And gets the electric chair. (laughs) Yeah, pretty hardcore. And goes straight to it. And in this world, you can also request to go ahead and go into the electric chair if you want to. Everybody acted like he was a movie star in the prison. It was like, we got Johnny dangerously. Like, everyone was so excited. Well, and even the warden was like, oh, you want to, you want to get fried early, Johnny? Okay. So we'll make room for you. So everyone knows he didn't do this one crime, but they're trying to figure out how to get him out. And he ends up escaping prison. By getting them to move up his. He's like, yeah, go ahead and do date. it now. And he's got one of his old gangster buddies in there to help him Pretending out. Pretending to be the priest. Right, right. And then uh, also they end up paying the, the Irish cleaning lady who says things that'll get you banned on tr- Twitch. Like they pay her more money to tell what happened. They were te- they were talk they were escaping. Mary Lou Henner's in the car, mm. and oh my god! And there's a thing about like shelf paper this in was cabinets. The part. And they 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 revealed that the car is covered in shelf paper, and they'll just take the layers off and change costumes. And they're changing costumes, but the guy who plays the skipper on Gilligan's Island somehow knows that like what clothes they're wearing and what their car color is, even though they're t- stripping paper off of it that changes the colors. And there's one point where the car is like covered in like rubber ducky images. Yep, and, bunnies and duckies. And Mary Lou Hinner is dressed as a nun. Mm-hmm. They all three are. And But Mary Lou Hinner, there was something about Mary Lou Hinner in that moment. I'm not, I wasn't raised Catholic, so oh, there's God. nothing, there's nothing really like deep in here. Mm-hmm. But there's something about that, that like, you wanted her to wrap your knuckles with a ruler? Yeah. <laughs> and apparently she was... I actually looked up Mary Lou Henner Nun oh. on the internet. Apparently she was dressed as a nun in a Cannonball Run movie. Uh, that sure. opposite of Dom DeLuise. Yes, I know I saw that too. And Dom DeLuise is also in this movie. He played the priest. So you feel like we need to watch that movie now? Well, it was just something about it. Is it going in the bank? Like, why, why is it, why, how does she particularly look so good in the spanky banky? How does she look so good dressed like a nun? She's got, she's got, she's redhead, very fair skin. So that habit's just covering her face, right? It's like she glowed from it. Well, in this also, they make the joke before she sings her big song about loving dangerously mm-hmm. that she came from a convent. I think it's because Mary Lou Henner, at the same time, is hot. Yeah. And, like, angelic. We are in peak Henner mode here. But there's usually, you know, like, there's, like, the sexy girl, and then there's, like, the one you take home to mom. She is somehow both. Yeah, yeah. She is a a, a good, like, combination of the girl you want to fuck and the girl you want to marry. You know who was, like, I had a big crush on when I was a kid in the early movie she was in? Hmm. Um, she's in Shit's Creek. She's oh, the one who plays Moira, Catherine O'Hara. Yes, Catherine O'Hara. I was I crushed mad hard on mm-hmm. Catherine O'Hara and SCTV days and like wasn't she in Beetlejuice? And, she was the mom in Beetlejuice. Like, I, yeah. Didn't she just very pretty? She right. She's gorgeous. Mm. And t- there's a lot of starlets from like seventies, eighties that like I really liked. Then like mm-hmm. uh, um, Terry Gar. Remember Terry Gar? She was the wife in Mr. Mom. Uh, she was in uh, Young Frankenstein as well. Oh, oh she's the stunner. Terry Gar and Young Frankenstein? Yeah. Bernadette Peters? Yeah. 
they they getting some they get some nice looking ladies for these farces, man. For sure. Let's rank them of all the ones we've seen right now. Okay. All right. We have Mary Lou Henner. Yeah. We have uh Priscilla Presley from The Naked Gun. Okay. We have Kathy Ireland from Loaded Weapon. Yes. We have um <laughs> I I actually happen to have written this down oh. for Hot Shots. Valeria Galino. Yeah. For um Hot Shots. Valeria Galino is number one. She's number one. Mary Lou Henner is number two. Because, because she actually had chemistry. She actually does bring something to her leading lady role in a way that no, no shade on the other ladies, but mm-hmm. Valeria Galino kind of, there's just something about the natural way of her that kind of has like a sexual chemistry with her co-stars. There is. And the way you said natural, like, that's what I was going to say is that there's not a lot of makeup going on. Like, she's very like simple beauty like mm, yeah like she doesn't it it comes across as she's not trying yeah you know it's like one of those like oh you don't know you're how hot you are yeah, kind of yeah. things and that is so hot <laughs> so. and yes mary lou henner's a good number two yes total babe and then priscilla presley Pr- priscilla no doubt because kathy ireland what are you doing look you, you it was fine but she's you pretty you didn't really like make help make the scenes it seemed like there was a lot of interchangeable model women at that time that easily could have played that role yeah. in loaded weapon one but mary lou henner did really good in this movie yes. johnny dangerously yes. um so she's a number two of those four movies we have discussed the past like mm-hmm. two or three weeks does danny vermin end up getting killed what happens to danny vermin do you remember i think he got well they <laughs> found out he was really the guy that killed him so he got the chair so he went off to prison yeah danny vermin in this weird scene it was like danny vermin had the the cigarette case. Mm. So the cigarette case had saved a couple people's lives. Right. It was the good luck charm. And how they knew that it was Whoever wasn't has the cigarette case did the did, did the, the murder. Uh, and so truly, in the same second, he tries to kill the DA. Yeah. And then he goes, "Oh, he's got the thing. It was him. You're free. The governor's you go there. To jail. Pardons Johnny." He, Everybody just boom, 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 boom. They just Mary Lou Enter and uh, Johnny decide to have babies. Like it's it's very Shakespearean, farcical because there's like this whole it's ridiculous, and then at the end everybody's all together and all the knots get tied up. Yeah, yeah, or untied, or unraveled, right? No, everything gets solved. Well, I thought well you solve a knot by unraveling the knot. I said tie the knots together. So that's just a bigger, more convoluted (laughs) knot. I should have said. Um, tie the loose ends into knots. <laughs> no, you want to unravel the knots. You do, you want to get rid of those knots. I want you just loose... want dangly rope. No, I want resolutions. That's what untying the knot is. Okay, fine, but people. <laughs> I guess we haven't really analyzed this turn of phrase, but uh... all I meant is it was. A- Yes. <laughs> we had to think more about knots than we ever have in our life there. Okay, so we, we humped this movie. This is our, this is, we'll have to move on to our next theme was, hey man, don't be so dramatic. Mm-hmm. And we're going to be talking about mm-hmm. Michael Mann movies very soon. Yes. As well as getting back to our movie roulettes and our randomly generated movies. And... I want to watch some old movies. Yeah. We haven't watched enough old movies since we started this. I agree. We actually love old movies, um, but 
So we'll get to it. We'll we'll throw down. And you're just thinking about all the movies you want to watch, right? Okay. Well, we can make a long list. <laughs> I was thinking of old movies that would have gone into this category, but it's sure months over. I know it's hard. No Jerry Lewis movies. I, I never really got into Jerry Lewis. Oh man, Lewis that was movies. a big part of my childhood too. Anyway. Yeah. Yeah. I I actually put him on a category uh when I was scheduling things far out, mm. but but um there's just so much we can't get to. But they would have be my first Jerry Lewis movies, all sitting all the way through if I saw them. Oh yeah, that's crazy. Uh, the Music Man. Wasn't he isn't no. he the lead in the Music Man? No. Or is that uh That's Dean Martin. No. No. There's a lot of Jerry Lewis and Dean Martin things. That's the only reason I thought that. But no, it's um it's oh my god, don't um you're gonna look it up, but I'm gonna tell you that it is Dick Van Dyke. Sixty two film. No, it's Robert Preston. Insane. Robert I could have sworn how how is it not Dick Van Dyke? Because you can see Dick Van Dyke doing that, going down the street. He must have been in the movie. He must have been in it somehow. Buddy Hackett's in it. He also was in Mary Poppins. Oh, Dick Van Dyke. And that was maybe around the same time. He was in a lot of musicals back then. Still alive. And based strong. And I heard he's based, as the kids say. So cool for Dick Van Dyke. Figure out what the kids are talking about on your own time. <laughs> uh, I, okay, you're gonna. We don't learn things here. You got we. We don't hump things. We do hump things. You're gonna hump it one through five. I'm gonna hump it one through five. This movie, Johnny Dangerously, by Amy Heckerling. Yes. Combined for best out of ten. What do you What are you thinking? Mm, I'm thinking two point seven five. Okay. I'm going to give it a solid three. I was thinking, but I'm not. 2.75. So that's a 5.75. You take your 2.75. Because it is kind of very, like, barely above middling. A, bit, a little bit above middle. There's some there's some fun roles. Uh, there's some fun parts of the movie. There's some jokes that are repeated over and over, particularly the Joe Piscopo joke. That is like, yeah, all right. I know. One thing that always has to factor in for me is, was there a moment where I thought the movie was too long? And yes, I out loud said to you, I know this it is only seem, an hour and a half. Why is it still it going? It did feel kind of like it's dragging. And I have to deduct for that because you should sweep me up. So I think I'm being very generous with a three. It was the eyeliner for me. Yeah. So. <laughs> <laughs> that's why we're above 2.5. <laughs> so that's a 5.75. That's a C plus tier. A C plus tier movie. Where are we fallen? Oh, this will be interesting, actually. Here, let, let me pull it up. Okay. C tier movies. We only have two okay. C tier movies. And here's the question here. Is Johnny Dangerously better than Mank? Yes. That didn't take me any time. That is a yes. Because my thing is, which one is better? Is which one would I want to rewatch? Like, actually take time to watch again? I'm never watching Mank again. Johnny, dangerously. Amy. Heckerling. Heckerling, who we actually like. Love her. Uh, 1984. I was only three years old. I was four years old. Wow. I think on average, some people seem to like Mank slightly better than we did. Okay. But, but like we rated shit like loaded weapon one way higher than everyone else are those did. theater children 
I don't know. You're, like I said, it just aren't felt you like one of those? I don't, I don't claim it oh, here we go. anymore. I'm just saying I don't claim it anymore. Oh, okay. You were more of a set designer anyway. I did act a little bit, and I was in set design, but to be honest with you, I don't really get down with any of those people anymore. Well, maybe they'll all listen someday. Hey, guys. I don't dislike any of them. Your old but... theater buddies who are really into the movie Johnny Dangerously. Oh, like, let's hear what the... let's hear what uh, Angela's got to say about it. Oh, she hates my guts. Don't hate those people, but I I do. Unlike some people, <laughs> I remember y'all. I don't like you. <laughs> went to college with well, like most of you. Do not think of those four years as the best time of my life. Oh, okay, that's the difference. That is the difference. We did some plays. They were fine. Mm, anyway. So that's uh, that's that movie, Johnny Dangerously. We put awkward laughter to rest. Uh, let's be a little more vigilant in our theme because I'm giving it maybe one more month to get a theme going mm. that seems palpable and not do it like three weeks into the month because if it doesn't fail, then we'll maybe... We're always going to be talking about movies no matter Always. But I'm just trying to figure out what we can do to make things fun that works. So keep up because we're going to be hitting up some Michael Mann movies in May. Michael Mann May. Man May. Michael Mann May. Huh? All right. Death to all traitors. Death to all traitors. Death to all traitors.